Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words. And I just want to tell you guys right away that I kind of feel a little bit out of my element right now. Um, I usually record downstairs in like this office space that I have. Um, But today I decided to record in the living room just because no one's home. It's some open space, different atmosphere, just kind of taking the openness and airiness of the room. Um... So today I am going to talk about wild women and a little bit about the feminist movement and just what feminism is to me and um, what it means for so many women out there. So when I think of wild women, I think of nature. I think of something that's always growing, like a wild flower, a wild moment in time where you just let loose and just thinking outside of the box. So I think as women, many of us have to see ourselves in our own light, not necessarily how society has taught us to see ourselves, but just how we feel as individuals. So as a woman, I often wonder, how do I see myself? And I know that for the most part, I feel that I'm nurturing, I'm compassionate, And I imagine all these tributes that I have as a woman that maybe um, in some ways has focused me to live my life a certain way. So as a woman, we all struggle with the same. Um, I feel that most of us do. Some probably have better control of it over others, but most of us struggle with what society has taught us as women. I feel like Many women are shamed to feel that they're getting older, shamed to feel that their body is changing, shamed of weight, and just the whole body image. We tend to compare ourselves to others and even be very competitive. And I know this as a trait of mine. I do get competitive and I get jealous. And that's something that I have been trying to work on. Because every woman is probably going through her own insecurities, her own battles. And while we might see someone who seems to have it all together, they actually might not. And I think as women, we really need to take that into account. Especially when we are reflecting not only on others, but on ourselves. I feel that the wild women concept in feminism is kind of like a tribute of being outspoken and being able to address what is right in comparisons to what we've been living in that we know is wrong. Um, many times I will say I'm a feminist and people are like, oh my gosh, a feminist, you know, and we automatically think of the feminist movement where women were burning their bras and just kind of having a hurrah 
of, um, you know, the notion that men rule the world. And when we think of feminism, we have to believe that it's what it is. And basically we have to be able to be outspoken about it and be able to address when people continue to not address the equality that women are faced. So when I think of feminism, it is a belief, this is the definition, but it is a belief that the social, economic, and political equality of sexes is also a woman's right. And women have the right to this equality. Men have been the rulers of this world for so long. Women just won their right to vote um, within the last hundred years. So women have been striving for equality for a very long time. I know I could say as a nurse, um, that is one of my true passions about the profession that it is necessarily known as a woman's profession, but it's a woman's profession that has strived and continued to thrive through generations of requesting equality, requesting notoriety, and requesting respect of their accomplishments. Being a nurse, you have a lot of not only, um, demands of the profession, but you also have demands emotionally and spiritually, and you have to really be on your A-game. And we now see that more men are coming into the field, which I absolutely think is amazing because we do need men um, in the nursing field. But a lot of nurses who have been women have fought to give us um, fair pay um, fair nursing ratios and just fair advocacy for the profession and our patients. And that is a woman based profession. So I really admire, um, the nursing profession for rising above the inequality and social economic factors that were employed during our, um, profession in the early years and becoming a profession that has really strived to take a stance on where we stand and how important it is to have a nurse. So um, as a feminist, I would say our main focus is for our voices to be heard and to strive for that equality that many of us want. Um, The feminist movement began in the 1960s and 1970s, as many would say, but in actuality, Um, there's known to be waves of feminism. So if you look at the waves of feminism, it actually started mostly in the 1920 would be the first wave where women began to speak up. And I also think of like, um, women who spoke up spiritually and said, you know, maybe, um, I believe in this versus what, uh, modern uh, what the modern community or the, or the modern day that they were living in, like the witches who were burned at the stake for practicing quote unquote witchcraft. So <clears throat> women have always been shunned for speaking up and practicing, um, basically out of their own right versus what they've been led to, uh, been like, basically they have been led to 
believe they should practice. So like with uh, the witches back in the day and being burned at the stake, were they really witches? I mean, or were they just women speaking up for their own spiritual beliefs and their own um, lives, how they wanted to live them? You know, many say that they um, were demonized, but while the other populations were fighting for religious beliefs, women were shunned for practicing their own beliefs. So we definitely have to see that women have came so far from where we first were in society for being shunned for <laughs> our spiritual beliefs and probably just being, you know, in tuned with nature as um, many of us are today. So in the 1920s was the first wave of feminism. And then in the 1960s to the 1970s, it carried on. And now it's believed that in the, um, in the third wave, which is the modern wave, is now um, a, more of a feminist movement. And you see a lot of uh, women are speaking up against the inequality that they still experience. Um, there's the whole slut shaming movement, um, which honestly, it's, a, it's a tribute to women who have been slut shamed. Um, I know the other day I posted a photo of Kamala Harris, who is the first, um, ethnic woman and multiracial cultural woman to become vice president. And I would say that the backlash that I received, just even when people say they don't like her politically, it automatically came to, well, she slept her way to the top. And in all honesty, uh, when I think about it, it just makes me cringe because if you really think about that, she slept her way to the top. When do we ever blame men for sleeping their way to the top? Can men even sleep their way to the top? <laughs> I mean, if for us to automatically demoralize her accomplishments because she's a woman is disgusting. And I don't care if she slept with 20 senators. <laughs> I don't care if she slept who she slept with. The fact is she is now the first vice president that is a woman. And that's huge. So for us, we need to stop that. And the whole slut shaming is just an excuse to not give her her accomplishments and not to say she's done a good job. Even if you don't believe with her politically, um, she's going to go down in the history books. And so she had an affair with Willie Brown, who was 30 years her senior. At what point is she the one with power in that statement? And to me, that seems like she was the one who was taken advantage of, if anything. So we really need to watch how we um, speak about women in these types of incidents. Because every woman knows a woman who was raped, but no man knows a raper. So we need to take that into consideration that we need to stop victim blaming the victims. So um, the philosophy and training of feminism has been going on for years. Uh, of course, the feminists and the movement 
a question, you know, the pro-life movement, the whole road versus Wade, I definitely, um, the institution of marriage, sexuality, and love, just basically stating that women should have a right to live their own lives as they choose without being prosecuted by society for their choices. So, of course, I am pro-choice. I think a woman should have a right to choose. Um, Many, for other reasons, you know, are pro-life, which I respect. But for me, I feel like no matter what the circumstances is, a woman should have the right to choose um, what she wants to do with her body. We don't know the circumstances of the... if if for any reason she's has an unwanted pregnancy and we don't know what financial circumstances she's in what health circumstances she's in just what overall life she is living so for me I am pro-choice um but I don't want to get too political on here and I feel that everybody has the right to make their own choices and their own decisions as if you want to support um, pro-life, that's your choice and that's your decision. And the institution of marriage, I feel like for many women, you see how they say single women are healthier, they uh, are more happier in comparisons to women who are married. Um, You know, the whole balance of career, marriage, life, children, I have aunts who um, didn't have children. Um, Some of it was choice and some of it wasn't. So we have to really accept that women aren't defined by the children that they have or the marriage that they're in. Uh, Women are defined by their own self. And to break away from that, you know, the whole um, tradition of a woman should get married and have a whole bunch of kids and be a wonderful wife to her husband nowadays isn't really how it is. There's a lot of women who do not want to get married, who maybe don't want to have children. And respectfully so, they have their reasons for it. And the whole career and balance thing with women is very, you know, it's very, it's a, it's a juggle. And I'm sure it is with men too. But as for women, I feel like women kind of bear most of the responsibilities in some ways. Um, For me, I'm very blessed because I have a husband who um, helps me a lot because he works just as much as I do. I work just as much as him do, as he does, as him do. (laughs) Woo, you can tell who went to public schools as he does. And um, we have this nice little balance. But... um, it is hard, you know, it is hard. In the earlier years, I did not work while I was in nursing school. I actually was very, very blessed because my husband actually at the time was working two jobs and I was going through school and raising children. But the whole work-life balance for women, do we want the career, do we want motherhood? It almost feels like it has to be a choice when in actuality, we could have all that thing, all that if we want it. We could have the career, we could have the husband, we can have the life, we can have it all. And um, so the whole institution of marriage of, you know, is sometimes 
not necessarily a feminist's uh, overall goal and achievement of life where many women I know, like, I couldn't wait to have children and get married. That was my goal. But maybe for some women that's not and that's okay. So, of course, there's love and sexuality. Um, you know, more women are speaking up that, you know, they are bisexual or lesbian or just gender roles. And, you know, as feminists, we have to let everybody have their own equality, no matter what that is. So we have to also think about with this, with the second wave of feminism, there was a little bit of backla- backlash that you could say by the third wave feminists. Um, the third wave feminists feel that the second wave feminists did not really concentrate that much on the social economic uh, factors that affect women today, um, such as race, um, education, and just how women were raised. The feminist movement was seen to be more of a Caucasian woman's uh, right to speak up as a feminist, to say, I'm burning my bra in the 1960s and I'm tired of you men. Um, But it hasn't really been noted as a multicultural movement. Uh, Just now, I would say you see more of a women of ethnic descent becoming noted as feminists, become noticed as women deserve equality, where back in the day, the ethnic groups um, maybe were still more traditional and women are more uh, submissive, quiet, weren't as um, noted as to have equality uh, in comparisons to men where nowadays you see more women speaking up and more women from other countries saying, you know, it's not just the United States, it's not just England, it's not just um, these countries, you know, the women of my country deserves equality, the women of my cultural, the women of my race, we deserve to have equality and we deserve to be happy and to live our lives as we choose. So the third wave feminism um, feels that there needs to be more emphasis on multicultural and social economic factors that um, is very resistant towards the male domination um, of their country and their culture. Uh Uh-oh, my dog found the squeaky toy. I might have to uh, move. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, everybody, thank you. (laughs) Sorry about that. I had to move my pup. Um, Found the squeaky toy, and that is way too much background noise. Um, I know there's probably still some background noise, but let's continue this conversation of feminists and... um, just so the third wave 
you could say is more the modern day wave of feminism. And we have to look at society still like uh, the female athletes now are beginning to have the notoriety and definitely as they might not make as much as their counterparts like versus the WNBA and the NBA but we see that women are definitely striving for that athlete status that famous um, status where women are now receiving sponsors Um, there's definitely receiving the notoriety where that was never given to them before in this last um, few decades. So that is huge for women athletes. And when I think about the WNBA, I think um, obviously that that is amazing that women are now um, playing basketball on TV. They now have their women's basketball league as in comparisons to the NBA. I know Kobe Bryant was a huge supporter because his daughter um, Gigi was a basketball player and he supported many um, athletes during their transition of becoming uh, small athletes to now professional athletes in the WNBA. And that's huge, um, just huge as society can now see that women have that fan base. There's girls who look up to these women who are athletes who have the same passion to play basketball as many men do. Um, There's many women athletes who have the same drive, the same success, and they deserve the same pay. Um, Unfortunately, society has taught us that um, men aren't going to necessarily watch women's basketball in comparisons to as they do with men the whole cultural cultural differences of the women's um, basketball league is different Um, it's just upcoming but you know we'll get those young women who see these women as mentors who see them as heroes who see them as the icon legendary status as men in this field are seen as and hopefully they can get the same sponsorship, the same pay, the same equality for doing something that men do with no difference. So, um, and then also you think about the political status with women. Women are now um, thriving to become more political. They're um, seen in Senate, they're seen in the Congress more. It's definitely a shift of faces, a shift of gender, a shift of races and cultures are now um, in politics, which is amazing. And um, I really hope that women continue to strive for the excellence that they deserve. So also we have to think about women's rights as being victims and just women are the most to be victimized. We're more likely to be murdered. We're more likely to be raped. We're more likely to be assaulted, robbed in comparisons to men. Um, So I just want to say that uh, Mexico on November 26th did a, in Mexico City, the Mexican feminists occupied the federal building 
and it was a demonstration and a protest to demand that women's violence and the women who have been killed and um, gone missing in Mexico City, that it needs to be addressed while Mexico's government has not really addressed this fully, fully but this woman's um, feminist movement or um, advocacy project or organization um, decided to take a stance and they basically took over the federal building. They covered the federal human rights building in Mexico City. They wrote the names of the women's, uh, of women's names who have been uh, murdered and um, they want to say that this has to stop and the violence against women, even here in the United States, it's appalling. We still have many missing women. We still have many uh, missing children who that are female. We still have um, just the whole, just it's scary and it's sad that so many women are becoming victims of sex trafficking, of uh, murder, of rape. And it's almost like the government or police officials or whoever can't keep up with doing investigations or finding the family's justice or so being a woman is definitely um, a little not just scarier, but you definitely have to, um, you know, watch your surroundings. So the occupants in Mexico City, the women's movement, uh, or I don't know the name of them, but the Mexican feminist group um, said that 2020 has been the deadliest year for women in Mexico, um, that they've had more murders than they've ever had. So um, to see that women are now advocating for justice and advocating for their rights and their safety um, in countries such as like Mexico, which has always been a very a male dominant country. It's very powerful um, to see that women are now um, just not just in the United States and Europe and England, but are now speaking up worldwide. Um, it's very, it's very powerful to see that. So hopefully the crimes against women will decrease and um, they will get some justice and the murders will be, uh, my dog he's such a little shit tank be quiet (laughs) he wants to be in the podcast too so just when you think of wild women and just when you think of the feminist movement and what women have gone through definitely take it as a growing aspect as many of us can all grow each day by different accomplishments uh different self-esteem issues that we may have been holding on to while we might not be changing the world or fighting for equality on a political stance but just the little contributions that we take to this movement um, each of us can do and a lot of it has to do with self-growth and self-care so when you see somebody saying I'm a feminist don't freak out and think that um, they just hate all men 
um, but just kind of take into the notion that we just want equality and we just want our voices to be heard as uh, men have been heard for um, years. So on that note, I am going to do a little astrology update because I've really been enjoying spending time learning about the universe and astrology and it's kind of like an outlet for me um, to do something a little bit different than to just cruising on the internet and seeing what's up with you know my friends or um, staying idle in one uh, moment of time of doing really nothing or watching TV so I've kind of took a little leap into astrology so on November 30th, it's the full moon of November, and it's also known as a prenumbral eclipse when the moon passes through the Earth's outer shadow. So that's pretty cool. Um, so it is the full moon, and it's also a lunar's eclipse, a delivery of um, new journeys and unexpected truths. So this full moon is um, right in the phase of Gemini. It's, if when you think of Gemini, you have to think of obviously the twin sign, the logical airy kind of um, motion to it. And this is the last eclipse of the season until we enter the winter, um, the winter season. So for fall, this is our last one. Um, and we have to stay grounded and connect with our already established connections. Hey, Tank. Oh my God, my dog's so bad. I need to establish some doggy training with him. That's what I think I need to establish with this dog because um, we just got him. And um, he's probably about five months, five months old. He's a bulldog. You know, I told you we love those bulldogs. Um, but he's a stinker. He's definitely a little stinker. Um, so we definitely need to establish the connections and with the communication with others and just the community that we already have. So we want to stay open-minded and we want to basically take in our presence and take in what we already have around us. Not necessarily we do we want to manifest anything new, but we definitely want to take in um, the presence and the atmosphere that we're already in. So with the lunar um, eclipse and also eclipses in general, it's not necessarily the time that you want to manifest or um praise for a new beginning or a new success or a new um, journey but you definitely want to enjoy the presence and where you're already at so I know a lot of people during the full moons is the time that they want to um, do their moon rituals and you can still do your moon rituals but Take into account that it's supposed to be for acknowledgement of what you already have and just maybe the atmosphere and enjoy the space that you're already in and don't concentrate too much on trying to bring in new. So there's no need to manifest anything new during this lunar eclipse or any solar eclipse at that 
this is the time that you need to appreciate the universe and kind of let the universe take control of it and let the universe um, kind of set you in the path that you're already destined to go. So don't be worried about manifesting this time. Um, try to avoid any big decisions or financial gains during this time, during this day. Just kind of keep, like I said, you know, your ducks that you already have, keep them in a row, keep the time um, more in the presence ability. Don't worry about making new moves or making new relationships. <laughs> As we all love to meet people, but um, this is definitely the time that you don't want to rush romance and you don't want to get carried away in the passion and the heat of the moment. You kind of want to just take it easy during this new moon phase. And, um, I mean, full moon phase and the solar eclipse. So definitely just kind of take it easy and enjoy what you already have. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to Chakras and Cast Words. And remember to please like, subscribe, um, share with your friends. And also follow me on Instagram, chakras.com cuss words and facebook chakras dot cuss words and i would love feedback from you guys as always and have a great new uh full moon and lunar eclipse tonight and just take in your presence and your atmosphere and just the ones that you enjoy and take it easy and I will probably do another podcast in two weeks. Um, I bought a set of oracle cards. Actually, I bought a few sets of oracle cards because it's something that I've been wanting to practice and something that I've been wanting to get into. So I am actually going to do some live readings um, for people on my Instagram and also maybe even do some live readings for um, just the whole day or you know just for everybody I don't know if they're all going to be live but I'm definitely going to do some readings um, with the uh, oracle cards after I get some practice I got to practice on my friends <laughs> they have no idea but guess what, guys? <laughs> We're signed up for some Oracle readings. They're like, this fucking girl's crazy. But anyways, everybody have a great day. And um, listen in about two weeks. I'll get another podcast out to you guys. All right. Bye.